With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Stop right there. You want to know right now. Before you go any further, this is Wanda. Vision. The world outside your window may be a little spooky right now, because at least in the world of WandaVision, it's Halloween. Here on Potion Recaps, it's not. Uh, but we're talking about Halloween anyway on a very special episode of WandaVision. Uh, actually, Kevin, I believe last week was last the very week. special episode. Correct. Uh, <laughs> last week was a very special episode. This one is, uh, I don't, I don't, I actually forget, the, an, don't remember what the title it's an was. All new Halloween spooktacular. Awesome. Perfection. An all new an Halloween spooktacular, Kevin. Josh the 90s. Oh my god. Josh the 90s. <laughs> we went full 90s here in a way that I don't think I had anticipated, Kevin, uh, that we were going. Uh, the Malcolm in the Middle route was a surprise to me. A, a welcome surprise. I really like the moment it started. I was like, oh my god, is Malcolm in the Middle? And the intro was so spot on with the, with the effects and the music. The music, Josh. Yes. It's so, so grunge 90s. And uh, just completely spot on and then the moment it started going with the kids talking to camera and like Pietro was such a good fit for that um because of like the eldest brother living with them for a while in there and being a bit of a like a, a doof um i thought like it, it was so great and like the costumes and the hot like ah the 90s it's so weird to be like i kind of missed the 90s because this was just so ridiculous in so many ways but man i kind of miss it i kind of miss it more than the 80s oh god am i a 90s kid i might be you a 90s are a kid. 90s kid you were barely alive <laughs> in the 80s kevin sure i missed yeah you're a 90s it. kid I, I weren't forming memory i was not forming memories for the not majority in a real of way not in a real <laughs> no. way no we're both 90s kids so of course this was very nostalgic for both of us kevin on twitter uh because i there was a lot of chatter about this being the best episode of wandavision yet i'd like to talk that through but on twitter I put out a poll asking, "Is was this week's WandaVision the best episode yet? There is only one correct answer. And uh, I placed it in a poll. There were, are four possible poll options uh, on Twitter when you create one. And the choices were yes, no, maybe, I don't know. There is only one possible answer. And what's answer. the Do you correct answer? Yes. Can you repeat the yes, question? Yes, thank you. So, Kevin, you joined the very small <laughs> list of people who properly answered uh, guys, this question. Come on! This was a bit, guys. You're not the boss of me. <laughs> it was a bit. The whole tweet was a bit. Uh, but we'll get... Well done, by the way. Very we'll, well done. We'll get into, into that question. Of course, it's Kevin and I this week. Unfortunately, Latanya cannot make it this week. Latanya did pass along uh, some, some thoughts on the episode to me. So, I'm going to read these... Right off the top, this is what Latanya wrote to me. She said, hey, everyone, Spider-Man style. Hey, everyone, it's me, or is it? I felt this episode with the force of a thousand. What is he going to do? Die twice? Hex blasts. Also, Hayward is clearly evil, possibly working for Hydra. He's incredibly aggressive and just a dick. Uh, Latanya continues, 
Monica is a better person than I because if he'd have brought up my mother's death to tell me I wasn't fit for a job, he'd be on the floor before he could finish the sentence. (laughs) She finishes by saying, also, oh my God, Wanda's powers are as magnificent as Elizabeth Olsen's acting talent. Uh, So those are the hot takes from LaTanya this week. Uh, And I co-sign just about all those things. If, If Hayward is working for Hydra, I'm not sure, but we'll get into all the possible Hayward stuff uh here this week kevin yeah um there there's a lot in here i definitely want to talk about the hayward stuff because that it was really interesting considering what i was saying last week um about how they might be taking him and my feelings on that so definitely interested in getting into that but i think there is one thing we should probably talk about more than anything else okay that is pietro maximoff's hair (laughs) in the costume I love the, the is, costumes on everybody. Everyone looked great. I loved it. I loved it. I mean, like, we've been winning because, like, we've seen the gifts. We share it all the time in the Discord. Oh, yeah. Of, of, uh, uh, Elizabeth Olsen sort of doing, like, the yes. shoulder dance in the Scarlet Witch getup is very, very popular in the Poster Recaps patron community. And it's great. Like, the costume looks awesome. It looks, you know, great on her, uh, as does the Visions costume. I love the, the explanation of the Luchador, you know, uh, approach to it. Um, and then, you know, if that wasn't enough, you had Wiccan showing up in his Wiccan costume. Yes. And then you had Pietro throwing on the Quicksilver classic costume, which we have not seen. Um, and having speed in it as well. I, I believe in the comics, his version was green, but like, it's, it's right there, which is, which is great. And just again, to um, break that down for people like Wiccan speed, that's oh, yeah. Billy and Tommy, uh, <laughs> Vision and Wanda's kids, who in the comic books become young Avengers known as Wiccan and Speed, respectively. And um, they they look to the part, Kevin. Their costumes for Halloween are basically the spitting image of how they're illustrated in the comics. Absolutely. And their powers manifest the same, like the same powers that we see, right? Like, of course, Speed has Quicksilver's super speed. And uh, Billy has uh, Wanda's kind of witchy powers but a lot of that comes through like um communication and premonition almost and then we and we see that here we see it sort of happening so it's really cool to see that we were we were expecting it we were kind of anticipating is this heading towards the route of possible young avengers and i think we are unless something terrible happens and these kids no longer exist at the end of this um it's a possibility so, kevin it is, possibility. it is worth considering yeah um so that was all really cool but my favorite bit, and this is something I think if you've been listening to everything is super, we've sort of discussed, especially in Spider-Man, where comic book characters are drawn with certain hairstyles that just aren't real. And like when you think about what they look like in real life, you're like, that look real dumb. And this Quicksilver one is is the perfect example mm-hmm. of it. Like <laughs> you you look at the costume and you look at his the, the well not the costume but you look at his hair and you're just kind of like oh yeah that would that would look real bad IRL like it looks fun on the comic book page but in real life it'd be really silly. And I hate to say it, but at the same time, you know, I, I do think a lot of updates to superhero costumes and movies can get very busy from a design standpoint. But like, if we're going traditional spandex style, I, I think it is a weird look. I don't. I mean, as mu- as fun as it is to see Quicksilver in that and the Vision in his and Wanda in hers, it would be be real weird if uh, that was just their costumes on a regular basis in a live action big budget movie. It would be odd. <laughs> and they're just running around. It that. would be odd. All right, so we've got a lot to talk about here. We've got uh, just an outstanding amount of different. Uh, different things to get into here this week, whether it's Halloween costumes or not. Kevin, I think that this probably was going to be a, uh, a like an actual Halloween episode would be my guess. 
uh, because of all the shifting schedule stuff. WandaVision was supposed to come out in the fall, I believe. Maybe. I might be making that up. Um, but I feel like they probably were timing this to be a Halloween episode, no? Like, to be, like, actually timed to Halloween. It's quite possible, but honestly, that's not far off from, like, what happens on sitcoms, too, right? Like, they always try to time it, but for some reason or another, if it, if it has to get, if an episode gets pushed, it comes out weird, right? Like, I think Brooklyn Nine-Nine, that's happened a few times, and sometimes they've course-corrected, yeah. where they've they've filmed it to be like, okay, well, we didn't make the Halloween, so it, it starts in Halloween, and now it's, like, you know, uh, New Year's. Now it's Easter, and, like, so the episode jumps. Uh, but usually that's the case. They always try to aim it for Halloween, and maybe that was what they were planning. We don't know the original release date. For for WandaVision because Marvel's been pretty pretty close to the to the chest about a lot of that stuff, but it probably was going to be around fall if I had to guess. Yeah, uh, if you look at the schedule. Yeah. Um. But either way, it told it totally works. I mean, it certainly adds to the surreality of the show. Um. I'm trying to think. Like, there's there's a lot that happens this week. Although there's a lot a lot of like um like digging into the trenches of the story as well that. I don't know where where you begin. It, it, do you begin with the expansion of the hex? Is that sort of the big thing? Is it like, do we want to drill into the weeds of what the hell is Project Cataract? Do we want to talk about how, yeah, it looks like Vision can't leave that bubble. Otherwise, he's dead. Uh, do we want to talk about how uh, Quicksilver himself, Pietro, is also seemingly a Marvel zombie? Ooh. A little sus, a little, a little sus, also. Uh, I, my opinion. All right. Well, I would love to talk that through because I've seen that take from people, and I'm I'm mm-hmm. still trying to like chew on exactly why. We want to talk about the fact that the Incredibles exists in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Kevin, because uh, you see it on the marquee. Uh, Pixar's yeah. The Incredibles. You also see, uh, I believe they were watching Night of the Living Dead, which I believe is in public domain, so that doesn't matter, mm-hmm. but I believe that's what they were playing. And kids were running around, and I'm like, oh, that's an interesting movie to have for kids uh-huh. playing in the background. <laughs> um, but there is there is an element there, right? Like the idea of people being zombies in this show, playing a movie about zombies. I think that's obviously very purposeful. I think that's totally on there. The Incredibles is also, I think, a, a, a cue, right? Like the, this, these are going to have kids with powers. And the Incredibles is about a family of people with powers. And so we saw that here. We saw the kids getting their powers in this episode. I think this the show, as 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 mentioned, is not accidental in its in its background stuff i think it's very purposeful and i think a lot of it is like a little bit having clues you know i think some of it are red herrings i do still think that the 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 agnes of it all is a bit of a red herring um but do you think this episode made you did this episode make you feel like there's more to agnes than meets the eye or that we've been overblowing it and she may just be a victim as well i feel like she might be a victim as well and maybe she becomes something a lot more dangerous afterwards um, that can lead into the theory about like what this hex is going to do, because I think there is something there that we can talk about. Um, but I, I feel like Agnes is a victim and I think she is a victim that could be on the way to becoming a villain. And I think that would be really interesting and really cool. So that's something to, that we can talk about. I mean, I think uh, as, as a quick something to talk about before we get into like the meat of it, right? Like I do really want to emphasize two things about this episode in the 90s of it all. I mean, I talked about like the the humor, which has always been spot on. The flashbacks and the sides, I have to call out. Mm-hmm. That was something that it's so weird because it kind of happens uh, uh, still in 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 sitcoms. But that was such a quintessentially 90s thing where they would say something and they would flash to a moment and like show the short scene of it. And I loved it. I mean, 
I think Malcolm in the Middle did a bit of that, but also it was such a staple and grounded for life, which is a, I think, an underrated sitcom starring Donald Log that I really, really liked. Um, and I would recommend. Uh, so it's just, it was just really cool seeing that. And then the other thing that I wanted to talk about that was very 90s. That commercial, Josh. Yeah, Yo Magic. Holy crap. Yo Magic. The claymation of it all was there. The, like, ridiculous shark. The idea of the, the, the Yo Magic yogurt. Mm-hmm. But then, the creepiness. That commercial, I wrote down, like, that woman with the tear was the scariest thing I saw uh, that we've seen. And then that commercial happened. And I was like, never mind. It's this commercial. This commercial is the creepiest thing I've seen. Um, yeah, this kid just can't, like, eat the, can't get the magic open, so he dies. And, like, I think there's something there about the idea of, like, you're alone on an island and suffering, right? Like, and and, and dying, essentially. Yeah. I think there's something very much there about Wanda and what she's going through and how she felt after Vision was gone. I think I think there's a lot there that that's, that's going to be subtle. Um, what these commercials mean and stuff going forward, I'm still a little bit, like, I think maybe we'll figure it out. It might just be, like, these are just subconscious explanations of, of Wanda's, Wanda's journey in life and, like, what she's going through. Maybe there's more to it than that. but. In terms of like an actual '90s commercial, no, the claymation threw me back, man. Holy crap! It was crap, cool. Like. It was fun. Uh, yeah, definitely uh, hit hit a certain a certain spot. But I I don't know. I'm kind of intrigued on your um your comment about the way things may be changing based on on this episode. And certainly, you know, so so Vision is still on the path. He thinks that he you know he remembers everything. He hasn't been wiped by Wanda here. At least he remembers that things are amiss. He doesn't remember everything. Uh, very notably, I think, is rather alarmed when Agnes tells him he's dead. You're dead. You're dead. You're dead. You're dead. What's an Avenger? <laughs> What's an Avenger is a question. You're dead. Um, and he tries to free himself from the bubble. Doesn't try. Gets out of the hex. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in a really funny nod to the Incredibles, actually, it probably would have died if not for the fact that he had a cape. So a little bit ironic there. Maybe uh, Marvel taking a shot of like, hey, Sometimes capes are cool. Uh, sometimes you do want a cape. Sometimes it tethers you to the reality where if you escape it, you'll die. Um, and Wanda can't get there fast enough because she finds out from Billy, whose own powers are seemingly activating, because uh, you see that Tommy has his uncle's super speed. Billy seems to have inherited uh, some modicum, at least, of his mother's abilities. Uh, and uh, he's sensing that something is wrong with dad. And Wanda in response to that expands the hex because she's not fast enough to get there but she can broaden this reality to protect the 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 person she loves the most and in so doing has probably done something very 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 scary and certainly transformative to the world around her um we hear, or at least we know that, like, if you pass through the hex once, you change. Like, do we think that this is like the gateway towards mutants? Is basically the question. So, yes, I feel like this is this is this is confirmation time. And again, maybe this is a red herring, but specifically saying your cells are changing. That so they're mutating. Your cells are mutating yes. is what you're saying here, right? Like that's what I think is is being implied and i think the idea of like mutants are coming is 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 for real literally my my name says right now the mutants are coming so um, monica rambo uh, is theoretically the first mutant uh well i guess technically P- pietro and wanda right? right um because we don't know what they did they experimented on them they probably mutated their cells but yes i think monica could be one of the first mutants um i think that this is leading credence to the fact that one 
that people in the town could become the mutants too. If she's able to expand that bubble, it could lead to again mutants happening across the globe, which I think is a better thing than just a small town in America. Because like, come on, guys, sure. it's a global, yeah, it's a global course, thing. Of course. Um, so I think there's a lot there, and uh, I have a couple of wild theories, right? So since we're talking about the changing and we're and we're talking about the mutating, I think. That line really is solidifying it for me with the, her cells are changing. But the thing, one of my theories that could be really insane that if we really want to confirm it, right? Well, two things. One, Darcy's in the bubble. So Darcy might become a mutant, oh, yeah, which yeah. would be amazing. Yeah. Uh, so I'm into that idea. Um, Jimmy Woo and, and, uh, well, Monica going in, like Monica already is mutating, right? Like Jimmy Woo might have powers. Who knows? Jimmy Woo is a character from the comics. I would love this episode really, really makes me want to have that spinoff now with, with, uh, Jimmy, Darcy and Monica. Like give me agents of Atlas with these guys, right? Um, but. My weird wild theory. I don't, I don't know if it's true. Everyone's talking Reed Richards, right? Everyone's like, Reed Richards is the friend. Reed Richards is the Someone's one. Someone's coming. Yeah. Someone's coming. And everyone's like, Reed Richards is, is the person, right? And that could make sense. Obviously. Uh, the, they mentioned cosmic rays. If Monica's cell has changed and Reed is very close friends with Monica, that could be the impetus of like, we need to research cosmic rays, which leads to what turns a fantastic four into the fantastic four. That is obviously an option. A crazy idea I had is what if this friend shows up and this friend was named Dr. Hank McCoy mm. and he enters there with them. You get beast. Mm. So there's a, I mean, there is a possibility here, right? If, if there's, there's a number of reasons why they're, they're going to be holding it a secret. It could be nothing again, a red herring. Oh, Kevin, it could be that it's yes. Reed Richards or they're holding it because it's Hank McCoy or any number of uh, science-based X-Men really. And that is the confirmation. If Hank McCoy shows up, even as a human to start, the X-Men are here, kids. So I, I, I think that's a wilder theory. I love your Jonathan Majors theory. I think that's a high possibility as well. Um, I, you know, people are talking about the John Krasinski of it all. Also a possibility. Uh, there's clearly a lot that could be happening. And I think I love this. The, answer, the worst answer is nothing. And I feel like there, there is a concern there. That's also leading to what? Uh, no, we there's no Agnes, way right? it's going to be a nothing thing. They keep talking about the astrophysicist. This is a weekly show. So now we've got like yeah. three weeks where we've been talking about, all right, who is it? Like, this is Kevin Feige smarter than that. Like, there, this is not on the show unless there's a payoff. The question is just like, what's the magnitude of the payoff? I think. Right. And the magnitude at this point, because it's a weekly job, is that it has to be big. Yes. Um, and I think the red herring could be the Agnes thing, right? But here's how I think it loops around. I think Agnes is not doing well. She's not taking this well. She's not taking what's happening to her well, understandably. If this thing is mutating people and changing them, I think the Agnes that we're seeing could become the witchy Agnes Harkness, could become the villain the possible villain that we that 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 they might become in in this world. Got it. So this could be how that happens. So all our theories about like it's actually Agnes Harkness could be true, just not yet. Right. And uh, once the mutation happens, because we're gonna have to have some evil mutants in this world. That's how that's how the mutants work, sort of. Um, depending on your POV. Uh, but from my perspective, it's the other mutants that I've anyway. Um, <laughs> Anakin. <laughs> so like I, I i think there's so much there right this this bubble expansion thing and and the changes are huge and the implications are crazy and wild and we, we we're gonna find out soon there's three episodes to go so i think the big stuff is coming i was actually hoping this episode was gonna end 
with the friend showing up, with the name of the friend as a big, like, wha-bam. But I think the, the expanding bubble is also solid. It, it felt a little abrupt when it happened. I was like, oh, is that the ending? Okay, but it's still a big moment. It's still a huge moment to see the global implications of what Wanda's capable of. I will say there has been a lot of this, like, this was the best episode yet sort of discourse. It did not feel that way to me watching it. Uh, I don't know if I'm on an island on this one, like the kid who can't open his yo magic. Um, I really, I loved this one because I've loved all of WandaVision, but I feel like we've had a couple of stronger episodes, uh, than, than this. Um, and like in response to the, to the, to the tweet that I had put out, a bunch of people being like, yeah, of course this is the best one. I'm like, all right, I'm glad that that, uh, landed that way for you. But I feel like for me, this felt like, um, uh, a little bit chess PC, which is never a, an issue for me if it's executed well. And I thought it was executed beautifully here. Um, but a lot of this is like, for me, this episode this week has just like raised a bunch of questions. One of which is like, what are the ramifications of the explosion? You know, like now that this thing is blowing up, is it going to grow even bigger? You have to, uh, I, at least I have to think, yes, I think the answer to that is like, obviously this is going to get huger. Um, how is this going to tie into the multiverse stuff? Because it feels like Quicksilver is not the X-Men Quicksilver, right? Like it feels like the Quicksilver here is just like a recast of the Aaron Taylor Johnson Quicksilver. It's quite possible. This is another one that, that, uh, we can, let's definitely talk about, right? Like to me, when he showed his powers, I'm like, okay, I guess it is Quicksilver. It's not just someone in a neighborhood. I think the suspect thing, right? When he was talking to Wanda in the hay maze, um, the extremely easy hay maze for any adults because I can just look and see like this is the way we go. <laughs> right. Um, uh, it was a, he was probing a lot. He was probing for a lot of answers. He was trying to get answers to questions, and that seems. It seemed, it seemed less like just a concerned brother and more like someone fishing for information. Like, how did you do this? Right. So there's a lot in there that make me, makes me think Quicksilver is, is sus. But wild, Kevin, Kevin's wild theory number two, and this one's the craziest, craziest, I think, can craziest I, can theory. Can I guess? Is yeah. this guessable? Maybe. Super Scroll? I discussed... There, Super there Scroll. You go, my okay, friend. so what what I is think, what is Super Scroll? Well, lockstep. What is Super Scroll? Tell talk yes. talk about Super Scroll. So Super Scroll in the comics is a scroll. Essentially, scrolls can shapeshift and all that. But Super Scroll is one that basically is able to mimic powers, and he it, it, it mimics the Fantastic Four powers at one point. So he can shift his hand to be stretchy and have a rock fist. Um, he can flame on certain parts. So he's a scroll that essentially has superpowers and is able to mimic it. And so my theory is this could be setting up. Very much so secret invasion, right? Like, there are scrolls, scrolls exist, scrolls, there are bad ones, and Quicksilver could be that. There's a lot of questions. Is Hayworth a scroll, right? Is Hayworth one of the evil scrolls? Is a possibility. So that is the, that is the, that is the easiest solution is in, in terms of like what the theories could be is that it's a, it's a scroll. I don't, the, the, the problems become, why didn't the scroll just make themselves look like Aaron Taylor Johnson, right? Um, which, by the way, the kick-ass reference in this episode. Very funny. Yeah. I thought it was so the, great. The, the line uh, drop of, of kick-ass. And for those who, who don't know, that not only are Aaron Taylor Johnson and Evan Peters the two actors who played Pietro Maximoff in Avengers Age of Ultron and the X-Men films, but both actors also appeared in kick-ass together. Correct, as friends. <laughs> yes, as very close friends. So uh, that that was great. I, I thought that was yes. wonderful too. Um, 
So uh, that all said, right? Like, where, where, where's where's my crazy theory? Um, and this is the craziest theory possible. So buckle up. Um, when we watched um, Far From Home, and we did our first first podcast on Far From Home many, many, many moons ago, we talked about the spoilers for people who haven't seen You're Far From Home. Like in twenty nineteen, when we talked about Spider Man Far From Home, Do you yes. remember that far back? I remember this because okay. it was a crazy theory I threw Okay. Out. We talked about the post credit scene because a certain character shows up. J. Jonah Jameson shows up. And it's just like, oh my god, it's J. Jonah Jameson and it's J.K. Simmons who played J. Jonah Jameson in the other Spider-Man films. This could have been really crazy casting, sure. My craziest theory at the time, because we knew Multiverse of Madness was coming, is just like, what if, what if this is a scroll? pretending to be J. Jonah Jameson because this is the version of J. Jonah Jameson from another reality, so they mimic that one right. because that's the one that's seen. So here I'm looping this again. Wild, I do not think this is accurate because it's so but crazy. Fun to talk about. Fun to talk yeah. about it. What if the multiverse of madness is happening and these scrolls, the evil scrolls, we have the good scrolls in our world. What if the evil scrolls are from another world mm. what if these scrolls are from the worlds that are gone and they are mimicking the version of the character that they know and exist well this is the gonna eventually it gonna like get, Evan Peters. Yeah, it's gonna get a little fishy eventually <laughs> like it's a kind of useless power after a while because we're like well you're not quicksilver you know yeah <laughs> right right so like and then but it, it doesn't work for quicksilver but it works for jk J., uh, J. Jonah jameson because maybe he doesn't exist in this world, but now he does. Right. So I feel like there's a lot of ways you can mess with it, you can play with it, you can do crazy things. Um, again, that's the wildest of theories. I don't think it, it, they're going to do anything that nuts because it seems weird to be like, here's the multiverse, here's scrolls from another universe, yada, yada, yada. It's much easier to just be like, there's some evil scrolls in this universe, and this is one that is that is a super scroll and is fishing for information from, uh, fr- from Wanda through this. Um, it's super weird because, again, like the Evan Peters, I think, works really well in this and he clearly knows more than he um lets on right like everyone else who has shown up into this lose their memory and are different why hasn't he why does he still know why is he still asking these questions so there's a lot of stuff in here that again a lot of mysteries a lot of things i think there's a lot of theories i think some of them you have evidence of the the pietro stuff it's up in the air to me we don't know there's not been not been enough breadcrumbs i don't think the mutants one i think there are and I think we're so hyped that if it's not at this point, that might be really bad. It really depends and on what, might be... what they actually give us in, in its place, I think. But right. like, this is a, this makes a lot of sense for this show to be the vehicle with which to bring mutants into the MCU, um, considering that Wanda and Pietro were, were crossover characters to begin with. And because Wanda has that infamous no more mutants thing it's just subversive and it's right there and it's it's honoring not just like comic book mythology but frankly it's honoring uh cinematic mythology now as well uh to to have that happen through through wanda specifically so i i suspect that this is where it's gonna go uh because i think also like this then becomes the kind of thing where like um we know the miss marvel show is coming relatively soon i think this year in fact is she a mutant, right? Is she a mutant because of, you know, I know in the comics she's an inhuman, I believe. Right. Um, but we're not doing well, that. Well, Marvel, the, those are Marvel really dropped the ball on the inhumans, and that is now like, you can't, you can't pick that back up. You can't try and redo that, I don't think. At least not yet. Maybe someday. Um, but now they've got mutants for, for like all the way down the line. They got mutants. Do they, do they pivot and they, you know, have mutants be the thing? 
and especially with uh, with Monica potentially being one. Um, is she somebody who can connect hard with uh, with Miss Marvel? I think could be could be really compelling. Um, so it really does have to. If it's not mutants coming up, it has to be great. Uh, and so it's it's you know the expectations are very very high, which is scary but fun. Uh, and it's why I'm glad we're we're here, able to like just like live with the idea at least uh, for a little while. It's fun. To, it's just like fun brain food. Is there is there a version of this, Kevin? Where this is just cards up Quicksilver. And this is just, you know, a brother and a sister talking and him like wondering, how'd you do it? Or is there a version of this where this is a Quicksilver from another universe and he knows he's in another universe and he's trying to like suss out from her, like, how did I get here? I mean, is there like a double speak version of like when they're talking about their parents and stuff like that? It may be, but this is the hard part, because if it is Quicksilver from a different universe, the Quicksilver from the universe that we're talking about, and this could just be a universe of another universe, uh, the multiverse is wild and crazy, um, why does he know anything about Wanda? We does, there's no Wanda in, in the other universe. So uh, there's a lot of questions there about what he knows, what he doesn't know. Why does he know certain things that he wouldn't know if he was from the other universe? There's so many possibilities, and <laughs> a multiverse of possibilities. Um, that are there. Could this be a recast completely? I guess so. She had that vision <laughs> of him, like you said, riddled with bullet holes and dead, a zombie version. Um, but the zo- but the zombie version wasn't Aaron Taylor Johnson, right? Like it was Evan Peters. So if we're going off of she's reanimating dead bodies, why does it look like Evan Peters? Is she molecularly changing right. just because she couldn't deal with seeing her actual brother dead? Which would, you know, Maybe. which would fit with the mutant stuff, right? Like, you know, the ability to just, just like molecularly change a character. For I mean for her, but like and Ten of the Apocalypse, I guess, but he doesn't change he changes his own stuff. But um but like yeah, it, it could. It, that just feels uh, like to me in a, in a show that's going really out of its way to like fine tune everything feels like a real hand wavy way of just being like we didn't we didn't get Aaron Taylor Johnson right like it, and and that to me is is not I I would rather a different explanation sure just because it's so weird I just. I, I don't know. It's also so odd that if that's how it continues afterwards that she wouldn't just change him back just because like. I don't know. Maybe he's gone after this. We never see Quicksilver again. But it, just be, it would just be weird as a person who has siblings, you know, a, a sibling. Um, it, 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 I, it would it would be weird to be like, and even now I have this power. It, I just will make them look like someone else. I I don't think I don't think that's a decision that makes sense from a perspective of people with, with siblings all the time. But yeah, who knows? Um, who's to it's say? It's also kind of an uh, odd storytelling thing, too. It's super weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's super weird. And I, I like it for, for what we're getting. I like it for this, but they really got to hit the explanation I agree. well enough afterwards. And this is one of those things. They're juggling a lot of balls in the Multiverse air. Multiverse stuff and this already, could, like, it's it's a little hard for me to, like, wrap my head around how you have Tom Holland, Andrew Garfield, and Tobey Maguire are all Peter Parker. Like, that's already a little tough for my brain to grasp. I will eventually be able to probably just allow it. But if we're not even like bringing in multiversal shenanigans into it, then I'm 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 kind of really lost. Yeah, and I think that's going to be the struggle that they're going to have to work through the multiverse. And this is where the multiverse becomes dangerous. I love the multiverse. I love it. I love the co- concept of it. Right, but I specifically love it also when they are separate because it, it allows for you to tell all these stories and not jumble them together too too much for people who don't quite get it or who haven't been following all this stuff and all of a sudden you're like why are there all these different versions how does this make sense i think that's where the multiverse gets problematic and that's what we've seen from 
certain companies under certain people being in control of them just makes a mess of it. Um, and the multiverse gets nuts. Yeah. But for me, I like the idea of, of having, um, these different versions and they're able to explore different types of stories. It's, it's like, what if the, what if animated show coming up is allowing the, to me that the cool things of the multiverse where you're allowed to see these other worlds. And it's not like necessarily like immediately all of a sudden Haley Atwell, Captain America or Captain Britain is going to show up because it's just like, what, what this doesn't make any sense. How, why, why are this person here? So yeah, the, the, it can get real weird real quick. And I'm, 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 I'm not worried. But this is, as a person who, you know, has consumed so much media and get ready for this reference, I'm worried about it being a Lost or a Battlestar instead of a Watchman, if you shall. Uh, where one of them, I think, I'm set up all so the pieces. Cool right now. Oh my God. All of, one of them set up the pieces properly and paid off what they were delivering and it felt really great. Right. And the other one decided to shift because too many people guessed it, which is nonsense and ruins your storytelling. And then the other one had no idea where they were going and just juggled all these balls in the air, hoping that they were going to catch some of them. And most of them fell on the floor and people had opinions about it. So which I feel one was like that? this is, I don't know, Josh, it's hard to figure out and parse from my previous feelings about certain uh, episodes of those shows. Um, I'm going to fight you. Yeah, Offline, well, I'm going to fight you. Tell me I'm wrong. Um, I'm, I'm coming to California. The, the, I'm a fight. Yeah. So I, I, I hope it doesn't head that way, but I am worried a little bit. They're juggling so much and I really hope they catch all of them. There's so much cool, cool potential. And because I, it's I bigger than just a Kevin project. Feige. It's bigger than just a project. It's bigger than just a show. What they're, it's, what they're trying to do is they're <laughs> taking a huge leap forward. And I, I've said this before. A leap forward? Uh, uh, uh. A step forward in the evolutionary process. Maybe? Yes, a mutation. <laughs> you know, they're mutating. The MCU is mutating potentially, and yes. that's awesome, and it's great. But it seems like they are, if they are going in like the X gene direction and bringing in X Men, and they're also trying to do some Fantastic Four stuff and multiversal shenanigans. Like, cool, great, awesome. And you did Thanos, and you did Endgame, so I believe you can do it. It doesn't mean that your heart isn't in your throat a little bit as to whether or not, like. Will the plates land and continue spinning as the act suggests they are supposed to do? Or will something bad happen? But that is like the the delight in this part of the process, I think, you know? It really is. To, to, to relate it to something that we are very familiar with right now, you especially, Josh, and what's happening right now in the post-show recaps Discord, in which you can join for by going to the Patreon. Patreon.com slash post-show recaps. Patreon.com slash post-show recaps. Um, and join us in what we've been doing, which is D&D adventuring. We have an entire D&D game happening. And like the reason I'm bringing this up for people who might not get the other world. It's also because Kevin wants more friends to play Dungeons and Dragons with this one. I want to play Dungeons and Dragons all the time, guys. It's not a joke. It's crazy. And I'm, I need help. Um, but in D&D, you have skills and you have abilities, right? And you can have your modifier that you're like, I'm going to roll this, this 20 sided die and I need a certain number. And you're like, I have a plus eight. There's no way this can go wrong. Sometimes right? it goes wrong. And sometimes you roll that dice and it comes up a one and you're in trouble. Yeah. And so I think right now we're excited. We're like, all right, we they can do this. And the dice is rolling and you're just biting your nails in anticipation of where it's going to Sometimes land. the and dice really break hoping. bad. Exactly. So I think that's where we all are right now. We're three episodes to go. That's where we all are right now. And this is not even touched on the, on the, the Hayworth of it all and the well, other let's parts do that. of it. Let's, Cataract. let's, let's shift into, so, so Hayward has this, this project Cataract, which is pretty on the nose with vision. 
Uh, <laughs> I can't see anything. Yeah. I got these cataracts. And they, but they've had tabs on Vision. They've been tracking him. Um, do we have thoughts, feelings, possibilities? Is is Hayward more than just like a bureaucratic bad guy? Is he more than just like a dude in a suit who's kind of a, a terrible person uh, who is talking about his uh, his colleagues in demeaning ways that Jimmy Woo is going to have to like stand I, up and be like, don't do that. It's not even. I like that. It's not even. He didn't. Don't do that. He didn't. One. He didn't play his game right. He he's trying to like make his joke and 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 want a, a funny response. Jimmy just shut it down with the like. You know, we if, we're finished, if, you're, if you're finished diminishing your coworkers, which I think is just such an awesome line, and just Jimmy, woo, um, just great moment. Uh, yeah, so I think that's the moment too for me, right? Like this conversation is coming up, and it was and Latanya brought it up as well. I. Last week, and I, I for me, I, I wish it was a little more complicated. I wish, I mean, maybe there's more to him, right? Maybe there's more to him than, and he's a scroll. Uh, may, maybe he, you know, he is just a bureaucratic guy. And Vision's an asset. Vision is an asset for Sword. Like he is, an, he is the world's first artificial intelligence, right? Uh, and a powerful one at that. That is an important asset, and someone stolen so you're gonna want that back so i get that from just a bureaucratic man process right the the thing i didn't necessarily like is that for for, for the last episode again i could see where he's coming from for a lot of it because it, i could understand that i don't agree with it but i understand it but i feel like they wanted to shut it down in this episode and so they threw in this line about like bringing up monica's mom and it's just like okay so he's a villain like the end like there are tricks writers do to make sure that you feel a certain way about certain characters. They do it with heroes all the time. Save the cat is the most famous. How do you want immediately for your hero to be acknowledged as a good person? You have them do a good small deed. The old tradition is saving the cat. You can do lots of things. Helping an old lady across the street immediately establishes this is a good person. I should like them. Uh, this is an easy line to throw in to be like, this is a jerk face asshole and i don't like them so i think they put that line in there really just kind of like yeah he's a bad guy right um which i do think things takes a little bit wind out of the sails of like possible discussions we could have because it's hard to be like well he's clearly a villain and when you side with the villain you're sometimes gonna have trouble when they're that much of a dick but um that's my biggest issue there right with the hayward stuff but could he be more maybe Maybe he could be a scroll. They could all be scrolls. Scrolls could be everywhere. It's a secret invasion. Right. A lot happened in five years, and I mean they keep mentioning that, and I'm I'm so happy that they do. Like they keep, and like I think Monica's the one who's like don't lean on that as an excuse. But a lot could have happened in the five years, and like critical people who could have been monitoring stuff are gone. We watched Nick Fury and Maria Hill disappear, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so like who left? Who who left? And was supposed to have a watchful eye on some of this stuff, uh, and who snuck in while we weren't looking. Um, so I think like the idea that, and we know that secret invasion is coming, uh, like that project has been announced. So whether or not it's like scrolls or the Cree, because Nick Fury mentions the, the, the Cree, uh, in Far From Home, you know, but you have to remember that that's a scroll that is saying those words. So, like, right. you know, it's Talos, not actually Nick Fury. Um, you know, I think like it is it is worth wondering where all of that fits within all of the Marvel projects, frankly, for the time being. So, is Hayward a scroll? Certainly, would make some version of sense. Um, 
does feel a little obvious. Does feel a little obvious. So I do think that there's just a world in which like he's just kind of like an overwhelmed D bag. Uh, yeah. That is also possible that this guy just kind of sucks. And also he's got a lot on his plate. And so he and any sense of like civility or decorum is kind of out the window considering the stakes of everything and also could be the kind of thing and whether or not it lands your mileage will vary where like he seems to be outside of the hex blast zone right now right like him and jimmy and uh and monica seem to have escaped the the hex for the time being is the kind of thing where like the show wants us to not like him that much right now so that when he does some sort of heroic sacrifice like you're surprised if he does, right. if he does, yeah. maybe he doesn't, maybe he's just a jerk. And which also, again, a possibility. I think, you know, there's not as much writing on the line of that one. Like that, that's a, that, that's a juggled ball that I feel like you can catch that pretty well. I feel well. like the show like, wants us to be really sus of him to a point where like, I think like it's, it's a look over here. You know, it's like, oh, look at this, look at this, look at this. So you're not going to get, so that you're forgetting about Agnes or you're forgetting about Quicksilver, who could be a super scroll, or I know a lot of people still feel like Mephisto is a possibility given like how the devil, the literal devil, plays into well, some of the Wanda backstory. I'm still having a hard time is, mapping that onto this. this. I, I agree, but the clues are there, right? Is this hell? You're dead, you're dead, you're dead. Are we all dead? Like, you know, the idea of like um repeating the same thing over and over again at the edges where they're just doing the thing. Um, that is, that is very much, um, um, uh, you know, Greek mythology Tartarus situation where people like to pushing the, the boulder up the hill. Um, you know, that, that, that's, that's a classic, right? So you have a bit of that here. You have a bit of people just doing the same things over and over and unable to escape. So there, there is a lot of that there. If Hayworth ends up being Mephisto, it'd be really, I mean, like if anyone ends up being Mephisto, it'd be really weird. Again, you got three episodes left. It's, it, it could land. It could land, and um, I'm I'm gonna I I can enjoy the, the like the experience of watching it, but you know, in my usual way, if I'm breaking apart the the fan and the person who's just consuming the media from the person who who tries to analyze and look at it from the storytelling standpoint, I think that's a huge mistake. I think bringing in a villain like that at the eleventh hour is not. Great storytelling. What makes more sense to um, me, Kevin, is if like there's like a post credit scene at the end of this thing, and Mephisto is like, "Oh, that Wanda person is someone to 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 do some stuff with." That was crazy, uh, right. and then like that follows into Multiverse of Madness or something like that. I think that's yes, sort of to the, to the, the spirit of like what you're talking about with like Agnes that she could be Agatha Harkness, but not yet. Like I think like Mephisto could be involved, but not yet. I think is probably my preference. Yeah, and I think that's the way to go with it, right? Like, your villain of the story, I think, is, is Wanda Maximoff, um, and I think that's fine. <laughs> I think that's okay. Um, and they're leading to some crazy stuff, because you can you see what she's capable of. And if there's, if there's one thing to make you feel urgency is putting your heroes, who seems to be your, your Monica, your Jimmy, and your Darcy, and your Vision, uh, against something that feels insurmountable. And I think that that's being accomplished by showing what Wanda's capable at the end of this. I think this is, if you are looking at it from a structural standpoint, we're heading into the end of Act 2. We're heading to the climax. This is the big moment. This is the, like, all seems lost. And I think we're hitting that right now. Yeah. Um, and that's interesting because you also, you know, speaking of Vision, something I did notice um, in this episode with Vision. I talk about how much I love Captain America as a great analog to Superman. And I do agree with that a hundred percent. I think 
the character really embodies a lot of how I see Superman to be treated. But if you look at the idea of like, what is Superman full stop in the way that he has mostly been presented? Vision Superman. Yeah. His moral compass is unwaverable from the moment we met him. He is the goodness that is able to lift Mjolnir and not even think a big deal about it um, and be modest about it almost. He's able to provide information in a way that is just like, we need to do what's right. And this was the most Superman-y things. One in the scene where he literally flies up into the air with the cape and listens to the surrounding around. I'm like, this is straight out of Superman. This is straight out of uh, Chris Reeve. This is straight out of like um, Brandon Routh. This, this is Superman. Um, and when he goes out of that bubble and he's being ripped apart and he is dying, what he says is you have to help them, not himself. You have to help them. And that is the most Superman-y thing that, that could be done. Um, the idea of like, this isn't about me. If I'm dying right now, it doesn't matter. You have to help the people in there. That's what's important, the people. Uh, that is Chris Reeve at the end of you know Superman 2 when Zod and everyone is smashing stuff up and he's just like, you have to stop the people. I think you're, you know, have to stop, comma, the people. Um, it's so Superman-y. And, and, and to me, I really like that because it's really funny at the same time where, where a lot of people talk about how they don't like Superman. I'm like, if you like Vision, I got news for you. You like Superman. Right. Uh, so it's, it's re- I really liked what they're doing. I really, really like what they're doing with Vision. And, it, it's, and it's kind of cool seeing that really click something in my head about it and about the character. And when you have a character that's as powerful as Vision, and if he's your hero of this story, if it's Wanda... It was Wanda V Vision, and they missed a V, and it's just Wanda Vision. Uh, you have to put your hero, who is Vision, against something that seems insurmountable. And I think someone the power level of Wanda, who has the connection that they have with each other, it's a hell of a story right there. That's a hell of a climactic battle. Um, let's take a quick break. We're gonna hear a quick word from our sponsors for this episode. When we come back, let's dive into some feedback. Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, Kevin, let's get into the feedback for this one. This is from Josiah, who says, I'm kind of sad we jumped all the way to 2000 for a Malcolm in the Middle parody. I was hoping for some Full House Olsen vibes with cool Uncle Pietro. Um, Kevin, do you wish that we had done a little more in like the Miller Boyette realm? I mean, maybe we got a lot of it. Um, not a lot, but we got a, a, a touch of it right in in the family ties slash growing pains era. Would I have loved straight full house? Yes, uh, that would have been really interesting. But as a person also who <laughs> it would have felt a little because full house and, and family ties and growing pains all had the same 
tonality, right? Like, it's a very special episode. The music starts at the end. We have to all learn a lesson and we'll talk and we'll hug about it. Like, that is very Full House. So, it, it felt like they would have rehashed territory a little bit. Um, I liked how they did it with Malcolm in the Middle. The Goofy Uncle is a thing that's also part of that era. It's Malcolm in the Middle, as I mentioned, where it's the older brother or eldest brother. Uh, it's Grounded for Life, where Donald Log's brother, who is... I, I'm I'm blanking on that actor's I, name. I but am he was as well, in, but he's in The Departed. Like he's been in a ton of stuff. He's in The Departed. Yeah. He's in Fringe as the the last Sam Weiss. Yeah. He's in uh, he's in Community as one of the best characters, the drama teacher. Uh, I love that character. Um, but it, uh, it, it is something that existed at the time, so I, I do think it, it, it pulled from that. Um, and it wasn't just. It's so weird because the show also. I understand what you're saying. Kevin Corrigan. Thank you, uh, Kevin. I did Corrigan. the look. Uh, the early, the, the shows seem to be doing the late blank to the early blanks. So there is crossover. So like what we saw last time was like the late eighties to early nineties. And what we're seeing here seems to be the late nineties to the early two thousands. And so it would not be my surprise if the next episode is more like modern family where we're leading into the late two thousands, early 2010s. And they established the idea of talking to the camera here, but now we're going to get the faux documentary style, which would be real interesting. Um, especially if you have people who are like Darcy, who are in this world and now have to talk straight to camera about being confused about being in this world. I think there's, I think it's there. I think that's where they're headed to next. So I, I, I agree, but I, I like what they're doing. I, I like the jumps. I, I, I can't I, I have everything. Doing it's it right. just too hard. You, there's just yeah. so much out there that would be impossible. Uh, another one from Josiah continuing on something that you just said um, about Darcy Josiah asked, do we think that Kat Dennings is literally going to become her two broke girls character? I hope That'd be so, very right? funny. I, that, that was a joke I wanted. I think I made it where it was just like, I wanted her and Jimmy to go in and Jimmy would run a restaurant and she would be their waitress yeah. and they're just their characters yeah. from sitcoms, which would be so funny. Yeah. I think it's a possibility, <laughs> at least. Um, yeah. All right. Let's get into some more Pietro stuff. Um, so the great Jason Curtis Rivera wrote in and said, when introduced, Uncle Pietro remarks about Vision, who's this popsicle? Implying he doesn't know who Vision is. But then he recounts his Age of Ultron death in which Vision was part of the team. So let's get some predictions going on what's up with Pietro. Um, to that point from Jason specifically, Kevin, does does Pietro really know Vision at that point? I guess did did uh, Pietro interact with Vision in Age of Ultron? There's like the big hero shot uh, in Sokovia. Yeah. I imagine they're all there, right? They 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 are, and I think they would have crossed paths briefly, but they wouldn't have had conversations, right? Um, he well, yeah, actually, he knows what Vision is because he is the one. When they're arguing about what to do, about whether or not to bring Vision to life, he literally rips all the things out and is just like, oh, I'm so sorry, this were is you suspect. guys talking? This is a suspect. He should yes. know. He should know. Um, so the great Riley chimes in. Riley thinks uh, this is what's up with Pietro. Pietro is the Fox version of his character, but Wanda put her Pietro's memories in him. And at some point, when Vision sort of does that brain zap, He's going to have the memories of the Fox Pietro. Uh, Riley thinks that Wanda is seeing her memory of the dead Pietro and putting it on him. He still has the personality of the Fox Pietro. And as he brings up, she lets people keep their personalities. Whoo! It's a real, that's a real quick way to turn Pietro into his original 
villainous self in the comics. When Pietro and Wanda were first introduced, they were, in fact, villains um, as part of the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. If you want Pietro in this world to take that route, to be mad, to be kind of a bad guy, finding out that someone messed with his memories and ripped him from his universe and threw him into this one is a good way of doing mm-hmm. that. So that's really interesting, Riley. That's really interesting. All right, this is a wild one from Kyle King. We've had a lot of wild theories on here. I'm about to say, I threw out some real crazy ones, so let's do this. This one is really wild. You ready? This is from Kyle. Kyle says, I think Evan Peters is Reed Richards. Uh, <laughs> that is yeah, wild. Kyle continues, Monica mentioned a few episodes ago that she knew someone that could help, an aerospace engineer. A lot of people, myself included, believe this to be Reed Richards. Monica mentions this episode that she needs to get to her guy on the ridge, implying that her guy, maybe Reed Richards, is already in the area. My thought is that Richards showed up, and Monica briefed him on what's going on, and he figured out a way into the hex to do some recon. This version of Pietro knows stuff he shouldn't know, like Vision dying, but also doesn't have the whole story, like what exactly happened during their childhood. I think Monica knew that Wanda would trust Pietro to give him insight. Why else would Pietro be asking stuff like, how'd you do it? Another thing is, when asked about who Pietro is, Monica says it's Wanda's brother without even a second thought and doesn't call out that he's a different brother. Darcy does. So there you have it. I think Evan Peters is Reed Richards, and he was a clever casting choice for this show. That's the Kyle King theory on Evan Peters being Reed Richards. That is a wild theory. Would he, I would, don't know. Would, how would the super this. stretchy stuff help in him being so fast? That's that's the thing, right? Like the idea that the super speed doesn't really. We have track to explain and, the super speed. I think I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I, yeah, I, I, that would be a wild theory. But again, I just threw out the 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 joke that he's a scroll from another universe. So here I think we it's are. Too, I think it's too risky to play Reed Richards as anything other than fairly straight up. Like the thing that yes. you get to do with Reed Richards is like maybe surprise us with the casting choice. Uh, whether even if like John Krasinski is not a surprising casting choice because he's been number one on the call sheet for all the fan theories surrounding Reed Richards since I don't know forever. Um, so it's not that it would be surprising about the casting choice, but the surprise of like the arrival, but then also like who are some surprising casting choices? Like, I think like you, those are like the things that you can do with a Reed Richards reveal. But the reason why I think doing it with Evan Peters would be way too risky, uh, because he's already Quicksilver. There's already two Quicksilvers. And now you've got Evan Peters, who's now playing a Quicksilver and Reed Richards, you know, is, is a lot to put on a character who has never been d- done successfully in in the big budget realm um and marvel wants fantastic four to work and i think yes. that it's just it's too complicated to put on the fantastic four it's too complicated to do it and i think you also uh, you know when you introduce a character to go into the whole writing thing when you introduce a character you need to introduce who that character is really quickly so the audience is able to grasp who they are and they understand that character and what they're what their whole deal is. You introduce Reed Richards in this way, it's not Reed Richards anymore. And I think this this idea of like he infiltrated and he's being sneaky and subver- sub sub in, in subter- subterfuge is not Reed. That's not how Reed plays. Reed, Reed is a very different person, a very different personality. And if you do that here, it sort of hammers that this is this is who Reed Richards is when it's not. Right. And I think the idea of Hirsch, like when 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 if it is Reed that does show up, we're going to find out exactly what type of person Reed is very quickly. And he's going to be, if I have to guess, a very hard science curious person um 
and yeah, I, I think that's the way it's going to have to go for Reed because it would, it, I think it wouldn't be right for the character. Like you said, there's just so much writing on it that the Fantastic Four has to work after so many failures that, uh, yeah, that, 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 that it's, it's hard to, to assume that this, that, that theory makes or tracks. Uh, more in the theorizing realm, uh, this now stemming, um, stemming through Agnes, uh, Austin writes in and says, great episode. But it's completely thrown me off for some of my theorizing, especially with regards to Agnes. For the first time, she showed up in the opening credits, which feels like a big deal. But then we get her Norm-esque moment in the car that felt like she was just another townie. Maybe if she's a bigger player like an Agatha Harkness, Wanda's power is getting strong enough that she's losing control of her own power. Um, Ariel also adds, uh, I read the Agnes scene as either she's completely faking it there or Wanda's powers are getting too strong for even her, but you don't bring in Catherine Hahn just to end up being net random. Kevin, more and more though, I am liking this idea that like it's not that Catherine Hahn is in here for being net random, and you can you can both have it being that she's like authentically having this reaction with vision and that she's wearing the witch costume because she's not yet the witch. She's becoming the witch. It's on the way. Correct. I think and I, I, I think that's, I think that's the way fun. to track I like it, that. right? I, yeah, and, and like as fans, and again, this is this is where early on we don't have the info. Might be that we she's just faking it and she's a witch. It's totally possible. But I, I, it's totally I think possible, the thing I like but, the best is what you've put out there. But yeah, and like if she's just again, it's it's all about how are you laying the laying the groundwork of writing the seeds. I a lot of people have talked about like, well, she said this line in, in the thing about like, oh, uh, tricks up sleeves and stuff, and uh, and like that's suspect. And I'm like, I don't think so. I think her take it from the top. I think everything she done has proven to me that she is a person and a victim and is trapped. And the idea of just like she's been faking it all along, I'm just like, wow, the best actor in the entire universe got sucked in here then i guess and i don't think the groundwork is laid i think people and fans as we are want to do and totally works are reading into it but we are coming from a perspective of we know this who this character is in the comics but we are now looking at it as that is who they will become in this world because we haven't seen them yet right um let's talk about vision both tessa and riley think he's gonna die uh tessa says vision's definitely dying for good at the end of this riley says this is a victory lap for paul bettany he's gonna be dead again at the end of the show um but the great Corey b throws this out there kevin vision crossing the barrier are we sure that it's because he's dead and he can't leave uh i admit it's likely but just pointing out that to my recollection we've never seen anyone leave without wanda kicking them out and everyone keeps saying that you can't leave maybe it's just that it keeps everything in so is it possible that this is not unique to Vision? I guess is the is the question. Like, because we've seen Wanda walk out, but she's Wanda. She's controlling the hex. Right. We've seen Monica leave, but Wanda let her leave. We've never seen anyone just leave. So are we putting too much on like this being Vision leaving and he can't survive out there, or is this like this is what happens to anyone who tries to get out of the hex? I think it's may- quite possibly anyone who tries to leave because you also have, um, you know, as Catherine Hahn was stopped. It- it, it's because something stopped her like she froze before she could make it out of that hex and i think there's a level of protection there where it's like no one can leave and if you do maybe there's a fail safe and that's what happens um so uh, yeah i again i don't think we have enough info there about what's what's going to be going on and how that's going to work um but I'm, I'm curious to see it i really hope they don't kill vision at the end of this that would be very sad um, but it's a high possibility. I think we're, we're, we're also in a situation where 
it's going to have to be one or the other, I guess, because if I'm not mistaken, they talked about Captain Marvel is powered by an Infinity Stone, but she's also powered by the Space Stone, right? It was from the Tesseract. Right. So I feel like we're going to lose Quicksilver uh, for sure then, because if we're heading into a territory where all of a sudden you have characters in the Marvel Universe, each of whom is going to represent a power based on one of the Infinity Stones. So you have Wanda with reality, you have Vision with the mind, you have uh, Captain Marvel with the Tesseract, and then you have Doctor Strange with the Time Stone. Um, you're just missing two stones at that point, right? The, the, the soul and the power stone. So all you need to do is find out who fill those slots. And all of a sudden, bada bing, bada boom, we have a series of people who are all avatars of the infinity stones. Um, I don't think you can have two of them. So Captain Marvel still exists, which she does. Uh, I think Quicksilver is the one who might not be long for this world, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Um, one, one more thing in the feedback as we're talking about, um, the implications of the hex. This is from, uh, from Brenna saying, uh, I worried about them yada yadaing how Monica only gets powers from Westview. Would that then mean that everyone else dies? Does Darcy get some changes since if she survives, she'll also have gone through the hex twice? Or is the subsequent ins and outs that will propel Monica? I think this is this is what we've been talking about. And Ryan echoes this, Kevin. Ryan says, I'm 100% in the camp that everyone inside of the hex is going to become a mutant. With Monica's lab results saying her DNA was changed on a molecular level, that screams mutated. Um, yeah, I think that that's where we're going. I, I think it is. And again, Darcy is a mutant into it. Like Darcy is anything. That, that, and it's so funny because, again, what, what writing can do. Uh, I was not a fan of the character that much in the first and second Thor, but I'm loving the character here. And so... Give me, yeah, give me more of Darcy, give me more of Jimmy, give me more of Monica, give me Agents of Atlas, a Marvel love. What is their Agents acronyms. of Atlas, by the way? Agents of Atlas is essentially a superhero slash spy group in the Marvel Universe led by Jimmy Woo, who is an FBI agent, as is presented here. Um, and they are essentially like the, um, man, how do you even describe this? They go on a lot of like weird missions. They go, they do a lot of like the, the almost like classic adventure story type stuff. Um, the roster changes a few times. It's hard to remember exactly who uh, is in it. But famously, I think recently, it was Greg Pak, who's a phenomenal writer, did some great arcs uh, with Agents of Atlas. Um, so recommended, re- recommended reading there. You're curious about who the Agents of Atlas are. But Atlas stands for something. And Marvel loves their acronyms. So I don't remember exactly what ATLAS is, but <laughs> it's one of those, another acronym in the Marvel Universe, along with SHIELD, SWORD, AIM, uh, and there's more. There's always more. <laughs> three episodes left. Three, mm-hmm. three more weeks of WandaVision uh, before we start talking uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So obviously the MCU stuff remains lit, uh, which is great news. We love to see it. Um, I don't know. Any, anything from this episode we didn't touch on that you want to... Like, is everyone dead? Are all those people at the far reaches, are they zombies? Are they like, uh, have they all been unearthed from graves and are moving around? Is there anything, anything like that? Is this going to be Marvel zombies by the end of this? I hope not. That'd be really weird to do in this universe. Um, the kids got yada yada over in a way that I was just like, okay, I guess that's fine. Um, oh, yeah, there's suddenly all these kids something. now and we don't really yeah. know why. Well, Pietro theorized that it's just like Wanda kept them asleep because she didn't want to put them through what was going on with the rest of them. But now that she needed them, she brought them back, which is both like kind and malicious. So, yeah, uh, yeah. just part of the course in terms of like where her, you know, where her um, strategy in the line between good and evil is being. Uh, so that could be the yada yada over it, which is like, all right, I guess that's an explanation, um, which, again, sometimes the the solution is simple. Other times 
it's going to be more complicated and depends on like what the balance is there for that uh, and what we're getting. Because if we get a very simple, like they were just asleep the whole time for like some of the bigger things that we're talking about, mm, you know? Right. Right. Oh my God. I'm really excited. I, I wonder, do you think that we're going to get the, 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 uh, the astrophysicist thing? Is that coming next week? Is that like finale material? How long can they keep putting that off? I don't think they can keep putting it off for too much longer. They can't. And I, I, I personally, like I said, I thought it was going to be the end of this week. I think it's got to be next week. If I'm just going off of like, how long can you hold something close to the chest before people just get fed up and just get annoyed? I think it's next week. Um, I don't think you, you hold that. And especially if you keep mentioning it for, for two more episodes or three more episodes. It starts to so become, be okay. uh, do you want, do you want to hear something great, Kevin? This is going to be me dissing lost. Uh, Perfect. it becomes in season four when they keep talking about, Who's your spy on the boat? It's like no one get, no one would re- reasonably ask that question over and over again. No one cares who the spy is. You've got a spy on the boat. Okay, that's the answer. They're never going to stop down and think like, who is it? Is it someone we know? What are the odds of that? And yet they kept asking the question and kept bringing it up over and over again. It's my least favorite thing on Lost. And I feel like this is because going they to wanted, it's yeah. going it, to because it's it's false it's false mystery building. And like I think that mm-hmm. this is uh, going to veer into that territory if they don't like give us something relatively soon. Cause she said like an hour away, right? Like very close by. Uh, yeah. And you also have a situation gotta be next week has to happen. It's gotta be. And you have a situation also, because again, we're existing in a world where everyone's talking about this, right? So you, you, you have everyone theorizing, you have everyone being like, it's Reed Richards, it's Reed Richards, it's Reed Richards. And maybe it is Reed Richards. And if it is Reed Richards, you need to say that now, because like if everyone's figured it out, you can't wait super duper long before revealing it. Right? Like, I think that's, that's the key. It, 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 the, it's all about the pacing of stuff and this is a weird one to throw way back on here um but if you want to game of thrones it in a way sure. if you read the books by book one you probably like i figured out i was like oh this I thing know, yeah uh, equals I figured J, out the big, yeah i figured out the big thing but what they did and what was smart and what george r. r martin did in the books because it's not in the show and to that extent is that he 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 paced out information about what that means we assumed the answer but what the answer entailed that it wasn't just a kidnapping, that there was more here, that this, that there was a melee that in which these two characters met and there was a love. So like it becomes something different. And I think that's what's missing here. We just know there's an astrophysicist. So you either need to give us something else or reveal the answer or else we're just going to be like, oh, another, another thing that's like a side effect of, um, uh, COVID ruining all of these schedules, all of these like intended release schedules though, is that this show would have come out before Mandalorian season two, I think. Um, and so we live in a post Mando season two world and post Mando season two, you know, um, you know, like the big thing again, just, I'm sure everyone knows by now, but I'll just protect it. But you know, the big thing at the end of Mando season two. Um, and so now like they got away with that, uh, like we're inclined to think that it's a big thing now maybe before we lived in that world where mando season two pulled off the thing it pulled off at the end of uh you know the the finale um maybe we're not thinking quite as big as we are but now it's almost like we expect it has to be at that level so anything else is going to feel disappointing uh i think that's one way in which like maybe we're, we're getting sort of like the mando season two effect it, it, yes, but also with Mando season two, it's about the timing, right? Because they didn't introduce this. They, they didn't introduce the idea of that until episode five or six, right? Uh, when when he met um, uh, uh, 
Ahsoka. Ahsoka Tano. Ahsoka Tano. Yes. Ahsoka Tano. Yes. Um, in which case, uh, that idea was presented of a big thing at the end. Um, and was, it was paced out properly. And then we got it in a, in a, in the right time. The, the idea of the actress just came a, a little while ago at this point, I think. Um, maybe last episode. It just feels like a little while, I guess. But you gotta, you gotta do the right amount of time before you do that reveal and do the thing. And then people will be like, great, you know, great. We, we got yeah. it. Um, so I, I think that's, that's exactly it. You can't wait to the end of the season for this one. I don't think that's, that's, that's one card you have to play at a certain time. Oh my God. I'm really excited. I'm loving this show. I'm really hyped to see where they're going to take it next. We've got three weeks to go with three more fun conversations to have about this show, but the Marvel stuff keeps on coming because we're straight into Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Basically, we'll figure out a thing to do in between, uh, with the end of WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, there's one obvious thing on the calendar, but I really don't want to think about it. Anyway, I don't. Anyway, uh, hey, if you want to talk to to myself, to Kevin, to Latanya, to anybody who you like on the Post Show Recaps Network about WandaVision and superheroes and comic books and stuff, just think about it. Patreon.com slash Post Show Recaps. Sign up at that Discord level. We are all extremely online and available for conversations. Uh, we love talking to people about all this nerdy stuff in between podcasts. So it is something for you to consider. Uh, we love having you there. Kevin wants more people to play Dungeons and Dragons with. I would like that as well. That would be fun. Come join us in the Wario Casino. Take a chance. Uh, participate in some of the Brant Steel simulations we've got going on. Different than uh, it's kind of a hex in its own right. The world that we're living in uh, in the Discord. So consider signing up for all of that follow kevin on the twitter bots he's at kev mahadeo kevin you got anything else going on um no uh, well <laughs> i don't no no but uh you know ever since being on the discord especially recently i've been talking about writing a lot more uh i hadn't updated it in a long time but i have updated my blog um slash website blog nobody uses that word uh my website which also has a blog on it where i post <laughs> where i post content that i create yes um and i've been working on a uh just a fun script for a comic book it's not drawn so you have to read i'm sorry but um a fun script for for a comic book then i finally started updating it uh two parts are out i'm about to post a third part uh this coming week i also update with the actual comics i have published uh that i wrote and i worked with artists to draw and appeared in an anthology so if you want to check that out uh do so at uh the mahadman.com all right um you can find it there you also can follow me on twitter and you can see the link in my bio yes. for that. at kev mahadeo and the mahadman.com uh, when you said read, I thought the pun read Richards. Uh, and that just got me thinking one more thing is that they had the Incredibles on the marquee. That's a, a, a family of four. That's a fantastic That's family. True. And one of them has stretchy powers. So I'm just saying. People have talked about the Incredibles as the best Fantastic Four movie that ever happened. And for right now, that's accurate. So I'm pretty hyped on your idea that it's Hank McCoy would be really dope. But Reed Richards is definitely where my head is at. That they have somehow like sneakily cast Reed Richards. Uh, and if it's John Krasinski, that's fine. That's great. That'll be fun. But I think it could be a little more exciting than that. I think we could. We could stretch outside the box a little bit. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. Hey. We'll see. We'll see where it goes. All right. We'll be back next week with more WandaVision. Until then, everybody take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Stop right there. You want to know right now. Before you go any further, this is Wanda. Vision. Support for this podcast comes from Pluto TV. Need an escape? Drop into Pluto TV for a world of free TV. 
Stream hundreds of channels and thousands of movies and shows all for free. Yeah, free. No subscriptions, no fees. Imagine 24-7 channels of Narcos, CSI, Star Trek, Survivor, and everything else from hit movies to binge-worthy TV shows, the latest news, live sports, comedy, and more. What are you waiting for? Download the free Pluto TV app for Android, iPhone, Roku, and Fire TV and start streaming now. Pluto TV. Drop in. Watch free. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.